You're listening to Real Life, Real People Radio on this Sunday morning, and I just cannot believe that it's already December, and I'm so grateful that we're here in December, and we're going to share some special guests today with you, and we're going to share some moments and some stories. You know, I always have said that it's so important that we share our story so that God gets the glory and that many would believe. And so that's what we're going to do today. I am Jill Lowry, and I'm so grateful that y'all are here today. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate all of you who listen each Sunday morning at 9 o'clock to Real Life, Real People Radio. This month, we are going to talk about miracles. Yes, miracles. Miracles that are possible. Do you believe in miracles? I hope you do. And once you hear our special guest and his wife today, you are going to believe that miracles still happen today. In fact, he's going to share his story so that you can believe that there are still miracle healings that happen even today. So I'm excited to introduce our special guests. But before I do, I would like to invite you to sit back, relax, grab your favorite cup of coffee, grab hold of your Bibles, but most importantly, grab hold of Jesus, and He will bring the Bible to life for you. Let me lead us in a word of prayer, and we'll get started. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. For today is the day that you have made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for people who are willing to come and share their story so that others may believe, just like the woman in the well who shared her story, that she met the Messiah, and he was who he said he was. He was the Savior of the world. And Lord, I just thank you that she shared that story so that others would believe. So Lord, today we thank you that we have someone who is willing to share his story so that others may believe that miracles exist, that you are our miracle, you are our Savior. And we thank you so much for what you're doing in our life today and in each and every moment. Lord, we are so blessed to know you as our Lord and Savior. Thank you so much for your love for us and your grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I am so excited to introduce our next special guest, and his name is Radical Gentry. Yes, his name is Radical. That's how we know him around these parts. And he brought his beautiful wife, Paula. They've been married 40 years. So she's here today because she's going to chime in um, on a few of these questions. So good morning to both of you. Good morning, Jill. How are y'all? Good. Well, good. Congratulations on your anniversary. Thank you. That is so awesome. 40 years. Can you believe it? Yes, ma'am. Are you different? <laughs> yeah, yes, ma'am. That's right. You believe it. Do you believe that you're different today than you were 40 years ago? I'm different today than I was yesterday. Right. Amen. Amen. Well, I want to start with just talking about your story. You've been through a lot in your life and, and all of your tests in your life have been for testimonies. Yes, ma'am. I'm sure you've given this testimony a lot of times. And now here we are on the radio. You're going to share again. Yes, ma'am. So let's start with um, just the miracle of your being reborn into Christ. When did that happen? 
Well, it's um, I can't put a date to it because it's been a progressive thing from when I was first born again. When was that oh, about? Uh, when I was 16. Okay. That's when I first accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it, it didn't happen overnight. It's taken, it's taken a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Stack. In fact, it's still in that process, mm-hmm. still mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. So. Every day you get closer to Jesus, you would say, and regenerate your relationship with him. Right. Yes, mm-hmm. most definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So tell us, what does the name radical mean? Why, why do people call you radical? I know when I first met you, you, you explained what that meant. Yes, ma'am. So why don't you um, tell the listeners? There was a period in time where I was going through a lot of healing and restoration mm-hmm. as God was drawing me back in. And uh, sitting at my kitchen table, where, which was where I sought God and in the Word and all, uh, the Holy Spirit gave me the name Radical. And at the time, I thought it was because I was a biker and, you know, I'd better be able to relate to the biker mm-hmm. world. But, and that's part of it. But it's, uh, he has shown me and taught me that it's a tool. It's a tool to break the ice or open the door, if you will, mm-hmm. to share the gospel. And that's how I use it. I love that because when people ask you, well, how did you get the name Radical? Then it's an open door to sharing yeah. about God. And exactly. I was thinking about that today, you know, when you go about your daily day of going and running errands, and I'm thinking, okay, how can I open the door? to talk about Jesus with this person that I just meet randomly in a store or wherever I am. Well, number one— And you use that to do that, right, your name? Yeah, number one, uh, we always pray, and we ask the Holy Spirit to direct our steps every day. So when we go out, we're looking for opportunity, okay? And you can see in people's face. Mm -hmm. You can see the hurt, the loneliness, the— you know, the mm-hmm. stress that they're under. And when we see that, then it's a open door to, to walk through, mm-hmm. to share a testimony or just to say, hey, God loves you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, planting seeds, that's right. what we do. Right. And so you would say if you see someone who's hurt, just ask them, how can I pray for you or can I pray for well, you? Well, not, not necessarily. You may want to just... Introduce yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, get to know them a little bit. And, and what, you know, in a short period of right, time, you can right. do that first. And, uh, you know, if the Holy Spirit leads you to pray with them, then just, you pray with them. But it's, you know, it's, a, it's an individual type situation. It just it depends. Mm-hmm. So you just follow the Holy Spirit and do what He leads you to do, and everything's going to be okay. Yeah, right, right. And following the Holy Spirit, for those people who don't know the Holy Spirit or don't understand that, that God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one, what, will you explain that to them? Because you say, follow the Holy Spirit. And there are people listening that maybe don't well, understand that. So in simple terms, it's, it's real how simple. you can, will you explain there, that? There's, in the him, Trinity, explain Him. God, mm-hmm. Jesus. And just like in Genesis, when it talks about the creation, it says we. Okay, well, who is we? Okay, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They are one. So I personally had 
was at a point in my life to where I wasn't hearing. I didn't know how to hear the voice of God. And I, I can I remember the day perfectly because we had gone to a restaurant to eat, and when I walked in, I got this unction, if you will, to pray for these three men. But I was fearful because I didn't know what to say. I wasn't used to allowing the Holy Spirit to speak through me. Okay, so I didn't know anything about that. And we went to leave, and I remembered that I had forgotten something in the restaurant. So I went back in. I had to walk past these men again (laughs) and deal with all this, you know, why am I, you know, why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. And I went back in the car, and, and I asked her, I said, how many blessings do we pass by by not being obedient? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot, I would say. A lot. So did you end up praying with them, or you did not? No, I did not. Okay. I did not. But okay. that day, I made it a point in my mind that I'm going to seek God because I want to know His voice. Mm-hmm. I want to know when He speaks to me, that, and there's no other voices yeah. that it can be but Him. Right, right. A lot of people say, oh, it's that just small, still voice that I have, or that gut feeling. Well, But it's actually, if you're following God, if you're a believer, it's the Holy Spirit. Because He's never going to lead you the wrong way. I know exactly. we've talked about exactly. that. When you hear something and He says, go. Yeah. How people gonna... reference that uh-huh. really doesn't make any difference if they mm-hmm. want to call it a right. feeling or, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter. What a, what matters is, are they obedient? Okay, when that happens, whether they understand it to be the Holy Spirit or not, are they obedient to follow that gut, that gut mm-hmm. feeling? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's talk about a time when you did follow the uh, voice of the Holy Spirit, and you are now, because that's why your name is Radical, because... You have been what? Well, radical, What's your term for radical? Yeah, that, when, that God when the Holy Spirit gave me the name radical, uh-huh. uh, he gave me what it means. Okay? okay. Now, I know it was him because I wasn't in a mental place to come up with something like that. Right. right. But anyway, it stands for regenerated mm-hmm. and dedicated in Christ's awesome love. Because, folks, that's what this is all about. Mm-hmm. Is sharing the love of Christ with people. Right. No matter where they're at, no matter what they look mm-hmm. like, no matter what they smell like, no matter, mm-hmm. it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Okay? It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So when you felt the whole, or when you heard the Holy Spirit say, I'm going to rename you that, you heard these no, words, no, no, or no, tell, no. explain no, to I us, didn't, wait. I didn't hear. The Holy Spirit tell me he was going to rename me. I heard the Holy Spirit in my spirit give me the words. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. It, awesome. Yeah. And then you've kind of, he revealed to you that this Over time, is what, yes, okay. ma'am. Like awesome. I said, at first, you know, my own thinking is mm-hmm. that he's given me so I can better relate. Mm-hmm. But here again, that was my thinking, not his. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Do you remember that, Paula? No, not really. Mm-hmm. I don't. Um, mm-hmm. This, but you've seen how he was before and now how he is and, and how he's so fired up about 
the Lord and what what He's wanting to do for Him and serve Him and absolutely yes yeah that's really neat. you've got a firsthand seat to that. Well, tell us the time maybe when you you did listen, you were obedient to the voice of the Holy Spirit and did the maybe prayed with someone or helped someone or shared the gospel. Just give us an example. Um. Hmm? The phone book. Oh, okay. My wife reminded me about the phone book. Well, not really the phone book. But anyway, uh, in our journey, if you will, there was a time where uh, we had stopped going to church, and God was drawing us back in, so we would go to church anywhere. It didn't matter what kind of church it was. It didn't matter how far it was. You know, if somebody invited us to go, we would go. So it kind of got to be a joke, but I think a lot of it was frustration (laughs) on my wife's part. But we'd get up on Sunday morning, and she would be like, well, where are we going to go today? And uh, this one Sunday, I said, well, we'll go down here to this little church, and we haven't been there before. And she said, okay. So we got dressed, and we went down there, and I pulled up in the parking lot and stopped. And I just I looked over at her and I said we're we're not going here today. Mm-hmm. And she said, "Well, where are we going to go?" And I said, "I don't know." I said, "You've been, and you know that I've been learning to listen to the voice of God." And I said, "I'm just going to pray and ask Him." And I did, and He gave me the name of the church, and I asked her. I said, "Do you know that name?" And she says, "No, I don't." And, this was back before cell phones and, and goggle and all that stuff. Uh, so we went down to the Wilco convenience station. I went in and got the phone book. I looked through the yellow pages under churches, and I didn't see it. A uh, lady walked in that we had fellowship with her and her husband, and I hadn't seen her in a while, so we talked. And then she left, and I thought, well, I'm going to look one more time. And sure enough, there was the name and the number of this church. And uh, so I called, and a young man answered, and I told him who I was and that God had instructed me to come to church there, and I needed to find out where it was at. And he gave me the information, and I got back in the car, and I'm driving down the road, and I don't say anything. And after... for that. <laughs> <laughs> after... Uh, not, you know, just a minute or so. Uh, my wife asked me, well, did you find it? And I was just kind of nonchalantly, yeah. You know, I do this every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that type of thing, but I didn't do it every day. I was learning. But uh, anyway, I said, you're never going to guess where it's at. And she said, uh, I said, well, you know that piece of property on uh, a certain person's property and or the building on that property, and she said, yeah. And uh, I didn't have a, a very good relationship with this person. And uh, she asked me, she said, well, are we going to go? And I said, Paula, you just witnessed me pray and ask God where he wanted us to go. Mm-hmm. I said, I'm not going to let anybody stand in the way of me doing what God tells me to do. Wow. Even yeah. this person. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we went, and don't remember anything about what was taught or anything, but afterwards there was we were standing around sharing testimony, and I was sharing 
with them what I have just shared with y'all, how we come about being there. And after I finished, one of the ladies said, do you mind if I share? And I said, by all means. And uh, she said, there was prayer this morning asking God to send somebody. Wow. <laughs> okay? That now, is... And, and, that, and that's one of the things that has been consistent is there's always a confirmation. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we don't get mis mixed up in our heads that we had something to do with this other than being obedient. Right. Um, and seeking His will. And seeking His and will. And praying. I love that y'all yeah. did that. Yeah. And then you you were obedient, and then they said, well, we prayed for you to be here. We prayed for someone well, to come. Well, it, and it that wasn't was they so were many... praying for me to be yes. there. They were praying for somebody. Right. But you were the people but, that God brought. Yes, yes. You, you happened to be an answer. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. To answer their prayer. Oh, yeah. that's that's an amazing but, story. But, you know, but think that's if a miracle. you wouldn't have gone. That's a miracle. And the other thing you said, it was at someone's property that maybe you didn't have a good relationship. Oh, I didn't. didn't like you could have just said, I'm not going, I'm not going, but see, no. the Lord honored that. And so no. I think you're going to tell me that you ended up meeting some wonderful people at that church, and well, the rest is history. Well, the, the rest is making history, but uh -huh. uh, I don't know a soul from there. Yeah. You know, it was, it, was a, it was one of those divine interventions yes. that was strengthening my faith. That's right. And that's where I want to talk about next is your faith. Because you told me when I first met you, I have bold faith because God is faithful. And I've seen him do so many things in my life. And you also told me you've been healed of cancer, not once, not twice, but three times. Is that correct? Um, and you're undergoing a fourth? No, actually, it was about. It's four different cancers, but three different. Times okay. The first, so I got part of that right. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. And, and I probably didn't state it properly. Right. Well, would but, you like to tell the listener these are miracles? Well, they are. God, and so, yeah. would you like to tell them a little bit about those? Well, in June of twenty twenty, I was diagnosed with stage four throat cancer. cancer. Okay. And stage one esophageal cancer. First thing I did when I was diagnosed was I prayed. Mm. And I said, Father, I'm going to handle this exactly the way the Holy Spirit has taught me to handle everything else in life. And Father, that is that I put my trust in you. Whatever your will is, I'm happy. So I just lay this at the cross. Amen. And I was at peace. That was three, three years ago. I'm still at peace today. So that peace that the Bible talks about that passes all understanding, it's real. And that's, that's pretty much mm -hmm. you know, where, where we are today mm -hmm. in so, that journey. So you don't have that cancer anymore? I don't, I don't have the throat or esophageal cancer. And then in August of 22, I was diagnosed with stage 3 lung cancer. Inoperable. Inoperable. I uh, went through treatment for that, healed, and I was going through immunotherapy treatment, and it was just, uh, I had no no energy whatsoever, so I went to my oncologist, and he said, well, that's side effects, and I said, well, okay, 
wish I'd known that first. (laughs) But anyway. So you've been healed of the lung cancer. Oh, yes, healed of the lung cancer. And then, what, about a month and a half ago, they uh, told me I had kidney cancer. Okay. And I've only got one kidney, and I'm like, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So same thing. I'm, I'm trusting God totally. And, you know, for healing, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. But so, you have peace. I can I'm, see it I'm, in your I'm, face. I'm, you have listen, peace. Listen, people don't understand it, yeah. okay? I'm totally at peace. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have absolutely no worries of any kind, shape, form, or fashion right. in any sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't. And you've just left your health and, and everything in God's hands, and you know He's 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 the well, great physician. I know. I know he, His Word says that He wants us healed. Yes. And I stand on that. Yeah. yeah. Now, you know, is it my ultimate healing that's coming up? It is eventually. Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. But. I may not be but a hundred, you know, then. Mm-hmm. That's right. He may still have more for you to do right now. <laughs> oh, he most definitely right. does. Definitely. That's why I'm here right now, sitting in this chair. Yeah. Well, th- those are miracles. Those are miracles. Now, I want you to tell the listeners the story about your daughter and the, listening to the Holy Spirit. Oh, um, wow. About the Mardi Gras beads oh, yeah. and some things. So. It is important not only that you live out your faith and, and do what the Holy Spirit tells you, but also to teach others as well and and help them to understand what it means to follow the voice of the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about your, your I don't remember how long ago that happened. It's been it's been fifteen years 15 ago. Fifteen years ago. And yes. and all of this is just an example of what God can do in your life when you come to that place of total surrender to him. I mean, we call these miracles, and they are, but it's God's faithfulness. Amen. Okay, it's his faithfulness. That's we the don't, great miracle. Yeah, we don't do any of this. That's right. So he does. But uh, I was sitting on the bed watching cartoons with my grandson, and I looked up, and on the uh, door, she had a hanging shoe rack that had all these Mardi Gras beads on it. And as soon as I saw them, Scripture come to my mind that talks about we're not to have any appearance of evil. So I just pointed my hand up to the beads, and I spoke out loud, and I said, Father, I don't want those in my house. And I went on back to uh, watching cartoons with my grandson. And I need to add here that uh, the reason I did that is because, to me, uh, Mardi Gras is a celebration of darkness, Mm okay? Okay. A lot of people don't see that. They don't relate it like that, and, and that's okay. But to me, right, they, right, they represented right. a dark. Right, dark. right. And uh, so anyway, I um, go back to watching TV with my grandson. I go on about my business. And a period of time later, and I had forgotten all about this, but a period of time later, it might have been a week, I don't know, I come home one day, and when I walked in the back door, sitting beside the trash can, Okay, Holy Spirit knows what he's doing. <laughs> but sitting beside the trash can is a Walmart bag full of these Mardi Gras beads. So I saw them. And I, I go to my daughter and I said, baby girl. I said, what's up with the Mardi Gras beads? And she looked at me and she said, I don't know, Dad. She said, I just felt like I needed to throw them away. Wow. And I said, well, baby, I, I got something that I need to share with you. 
And I told her what I just shared with you. And she said, oh, daddy. She laughed at me. She said, oh, daddy. She said, them Mardi Gras beads don't have no evil power. And I said, baby, I didn't say anything about the beads having any evil power. I said, the word of God says that we're not to have any appearance of evil. And those, to me, represented evil. And so I spoke what I did in faith. And what you don't understand is that that was the Holy Spirit giving you that unction or feeling or however mm-hmm. you want to relate that. I said, but what's more important is that you were obedient. And baby, if you will be obedient to listen to the Holy Spirit, He will direct your steps along this narrow path. Amen. Amen. And I'm sure after that incident, she's been following the Holy Spirit more and more and listening and being obedient. That was such a great example. Great I wonder sometimes. I know. <laughs> well, we all, yeah. But I wonder no, about but, me sometimes. <laughs> yeah, same, same. Well, we're not perfect. We are not perfect. Thank goodness for God's grace. Well, I've, I'm thinking of a scripture here, and it's from John, and it's chapter 14, verse 26, when Jesus is talking to his disciples, and he's talking about the Helper, the Holy Spirit, and he yes. says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And then he goes on in verse 27. This is a lot of people's favorite. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Amen. And can't you hear Jesus telling his disciples that? Listen to the Holy Spirit. He's going to help you going to help you in every situation right. and i'm with you and and peace i leave with you don't let your hearts be troubled and you said that you said you've had peace through all these diagnoses of cancer that and, and just life in, in life in general because yeah. there's a you know we're tested all the time we are and we know that you know there's several decisions we can make but if we follow the holy spirit in his way God tells us to do. He's never going to lead us on the wrong path. Yep. Now, you said you drive a motorcycle. I ride a motorcycle. I ride a motorcycle, <laughs> however. Yeah. You don't drive motorcycles. Okay. I'm not a motorcyclist. That's okay. Do it's you right. ride with him? or drive? Okay. Yes. She so, had her own. Oh, right. Okay. That's testimony awesome. within itself. Awesome. What is that testimony? We have a little more time. Well, I would, I would say that... Um, well, number one, it's to God's glory, mm-hmm. but it was a time of her overcoming fear oh, yeah. in her life because right. she was terrified of motorcycles. A lot of people are. So yeah. tell us about wh- why were you so afraid and how did you overcome your fear? Um, my stepfather instilled a lot of fear in me when uh-huh. I was younger. Right. Um, and so that's been a battle. But um, I had been on the back of a motorcycle uh, when I was about 19 Mm -hmm. and witnessed a motorcycle wreck in front of me. Mm -hmm. And uh, so that kind of, you know, kind of did it for me. And then he comes through what I call a midlife crisis and comes home one day and says, (laughs) Look what I bought. (laughs) No, no. He said life is too short to not do the things that make you happy and that you enjoy. And uh, he said, so I'm going to buy a motorcycle. And he said, you can 
ride and learn to ride with me or not. There's always people looking to ride. I won't have to ride by myself. And uh, so <clears throat> I wound up, uh, he wound up taking the motorcycle safety class. And he was like, well, you need to take it with me. And I'm like, no, I know you. I don't, I don't need to do that. <laughs> and uh, he said, yeah, come on. You know, you can, you know, we can do it together. And I said, no. I said, I'll come out there and push cones with you or whatever. I don't have to do that. And so one weekend they wound up one person too short. And so here again, I wasn't very good at standing up for myself. And so his boss, the owner of the company, she said, you're going to get in here. We need you. And I'm like, I really don't want to. But long story short, I was forced to take the class and uh, wound up passing it. And uh, that was the week before I turned 40. And I knew, I told him, I said, he says, you need to get your license now. And I said, no, I don't need my license. And he said, yeah. He said, if anything ever happens, you know, you might have to ride the bike back and I said that's what they have those straps on the back of the tow trucks to hang the motorcycles on there yeah. you know we've got insurance she gets real yeah and uh so that's true. the week after I turned 40 I get my license and within uh six months I'm an instructor wow and a good one and wow. uh but you know that was something that God allowed me mm-hmm. to do because I understood the fear right i understand about being pushed into things and i I dealt with a lot of women whose husbands were you know this is what we're going to do or and they would go and rush out and buy them you know seventeen thousand dollar motorcycle and she can't pass a two hundred dollar class you know because of fear but you know i would sit there and them around to the side and we'd stop and pray and i was gonna ask you if you prayed through that i I prayed for wind we were out there on the asphalt and it'd be Mm -hmm. 113 degrees and Mm -hmm. i'd just be and say father god you know we need some clouds not any rain but just some clouds and a nice breeze would be Mm -hmm. great and so here it would come oh yeah and amazing uh, so he hears all of our prayers doesn't he we wound up teaching for three years I had car trouble, wound up being that was our only mode of transportation. For three years? For three years. And so you've never lived until you've had to put a three-year-old in a trash bag and on a motorcycle. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, thank goodness you didn't have that fear anymore. You conquered the fear through God. Well, what what a neat story. A testimony through a motorcycle. Never would have thought that. But, well, it is so... Awesome to see a couple as yourself just being strong together. And as we're talking, y'all are holding hands, and, and I just love that. That is that's so special and so we're still newlyweds. Yes, you are. We all we all those of us who are married, yes. And like you said, you know, it's just good to appreciate every moment. We don't know when it will be yes, our last. We take too much for granted. We do. And so give us one final piece of advice before we close for our listeners. Who are listening and what you would want to say to them as we close. Be real. God knows your heart anyway. And get into the Word. Seek Him. And without a doubt, He will be faithful to reveal Himself to you in such supernatural ways that you'll never question again. Amen. Amen. Yes, ma'am. Radical ways, right? Well, God has His ways. They're they're not mine. Yes, that's right. 
Well, thank you so much, both of y'all, for coming in today. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, and I'm so grateful that God has healed you, and He's going to continue to heal you. Amen. Amen. We believe it, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Would you close us in prayer? Thank you. Father God, I thank you. Father, for your faithfulness, for the sacrifice of your Son, and for the Holy Spirit that is our comforter. He is our teacher. Father, we just give you all the praise and the glory for that and thank you that it's real. Your word is real. I want to encourage everybody, get in the word and seek God. Seek. Father, you, you, you know who I'm talking about and everybody that's listening. Draw them closer. I know that's your will. And I just ask it to be done. And I thank you and I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Real Life, Real People Radio. If you would like to hear more episodes, simply search Real Life, Real People Radio on Apple, Google, and Podbean Podcasts. And remember, every day will be a good day when you get real with God. Real Life, Real People Radio, copyrighted 2023. All rights reserved. Yeah.